Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Whiskey Jedi Podcast. My name is Jake Berlin, a.k.a. your host for this podcast, and I am on episode three, number three of this podcast, and I'm very excited. Week three. Um, sometimes when you do a podcast and you create something and you're very excited about it, it doesn't always last. Uh, it could be a week, could be a month, could be three years. Uh, we are going three weeks strong so far, and I'm very, very excited. I've loved the way it's been going so far. Um, not just with the Star Wars talk, but also the whiskey tasting, which is the second half of what this podcast is all about. Um, and I've learned things throughout the uh, first couple weeks of what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. And, you know, it's it's always going to be a learning process um, for this podcast uh, and just specifically, you know, going through uh, what works and what doesn't work and, and what I can do better and um, ways I can integrate whiskey into the equa- into the occasion uh, or equation. I did say it right the first time. Uh, equation a little bit more. Um, but for now, we're going strong, and I'm very excited. I'm very, very happy with how it's been going, as I said earlier. Um, and we have a, a really cool topic and whiskey to talk about today. And you guys can see the whiskey right there on the left side of the uh, of the video. Um, the whiskey we're going to be tasting today, uh, not tasting, well, I've had it before. Um, I have a brand new bottle that was a gift to me by my sister and her boyfriend. Um, it's Harmon's Hot Picks Orange Whiskey. Now, you more than likely have never heard of this before. Uh, and the reason why I picked this specific whiskey for this show um, is because it relates back to uh, an area where I grew up. Um, not specifically my hometown, but a town that is very close to mine. Um, so it's a local a local uh, whiskey uh, from a local company. Um, I've tried it once before and I instantly liked it. And so I'm very interested to see how I come back and like it a second time um, or not like it the second time. I mean, who knows? Who, who very well knows? You don't know when you try whiskey for the second time. But um, so, yeah, that's going to be the tasting that we're doing today. Uh, as I mentioned, it's it's hometown. It's homegrown. And the reason why I picked it for this specific show is because today we are talking about not just my all-time favorite Star Wars movie, not just my all-time favorite movie of all time, but my all-time favorite quote more specifically. Now, the show, uh, I've never done this before. I've never focused a show on a specific quote and kind of um, dived into what it means and the hidden value of the quote. Now, everyone knows the famous line from Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back, do or do not, there is no try. Um, it it means a lot to me personally. It's a quote that you know has stuck with me for a very long time and it's something that I will eventually um, find the right place to get tattooed on me because it does mean so much to me. Um, I just I think it's a brilliant quote for for more than one reason and I I felt like it's a perfect topic to talk about for one show but specifically this week because it is officially the 40 year anniversary of the greatest fil- the greatest film of all time The Empire Strikes Back May 21st 1980 this film came out in theaters uh by the time this show comes out which it will be on Wednesday it's a day to, or it's a 20 years tomorrow that this film hit theaters for the very first time and changed, um, changed film forever. Uh, I know that Star Wars, uh, the original Star Wars changed film forever in a, in a massive way. And it'll never be, that'll never be touched. It's untouched. Um, but the Empire Strikes Back, uh, flipped the script 
flipped it on its head and, and changed the game for Star Wars and film and how you tell stories with characters and how you leave, uh, you know, um, stories because it was the first time in history um, the good guys lost, you know, the bad guys won and it was, it was left on a very damper note. And so uh, but we're not going to be talking about the entire film. We're going to be diving into do or do not, there is no try. The famous line from Yoda himself to Luke. Um, I'm very excited about that, and I, it's going to be fun. I don't know how long the show's going to take. I don't know how long um, I'm going to take diving into this. If you guys see me looking over here like I am now, uh, I did some notes because there's a lot to talk about. There's kind of a lot to dive into here, um, and I'm, I'm excited to do so. But uh, before we get to that, let's go ahead and talk about this whiskey a little bit. Um, as I mentioned, it's a gift to me. I've had it before. I have an unopened bottle here. Uh, you can see it ripped there at the top a little bit. That's because I, I started the process of opening the bottle. Um, but yeah, it's from a company called Patio 29 Spirits Company. As I mentioned, it's here homegrown in Northern California in a town called Winters. Um, batch number one, bottle 204, which is really cool. Uh, 70 proof, uh, 70, 70 proof, excuse me. And as I mentioned, it's orange whiskey. Now, um, Harmon's Hot Picks, they have five different flavors. Now, they have black cherry, they have mint julep, cinnamon orange, and another one that is lemon infused. Um, and I haven't had them. I haven't had the other four yet. I've only ever had the orange. I'm excited to try the others. Uh, but I will say this um, before we start tasting. From what I remember, it literally feels like you're having an old-fashioned out of a bottle. Now, that's crazy. That's that's pretty crazy to – and that's high standards. It really is high standards. But I think it's a brilliantly well-done whiskey. Uh, you know, you don't really – typically, you don't have a ton of flavored whiskey – um, there is definitely some, but there's not really high profiled ones. This is one of my favorites as far as flavoring goes. I've never really been a big cinnamon fan. And so something like a fireball or, or of that nature, uh, even their version of the cinnamon might not attract to me as much as something like this. Uh, and I'm a huge old fashioned guy. That's typically the drink I go to if I'm not drinking beer. And so an orange flavor whiskey just makes sense for me. And so I'm excited to open it up and try it here again. Let's go ahead and pour... Um, before we get started here on on uh, this famous quote of from Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. That sound, hopefully you guys can hear that. Yeah. Great coloring too. Um, and I'll, I'll break it down as we kind of go, out th go throughout the show as well. But yeah, I mean, great coloring to this whiskey. Go ahead and have a taste, actually, before we get started. So smooth. It's ridiculously smooth. And it's funny, before you even, or even take a taste and it hits your tongue, you get that instant smell of, of orange. Like you would in old-fashioned. That's why I say it, like, it's exactly like you would in old-fashioned. Um, so we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later on in, in the show. But um, So back to Star Wars here. Uh, do or do not, there is no try. Now, before I really start to break this down, I kind of rambled as I was taking notes a little bit on, on to why this, this quote and this sequence can mean so much and what the hidden value of it, as I mentioned earlier. And I'm just going to bullet point these off for you right now before I really go into depth uh, throughout the scene and throughout the meaning of it. Um, so, you know, here we go right now. Uh, as far as what it means, the hidden value, trying isn't good enough. Now, a lot of times that, that can be taken the wrong way. 
But as far as in this scene, trying is not good enough. Based on Luke's tone, body language, and even his attitude, try implies not giving it your all or your best. And that's very important in, in the theme of Star Wars. Um, trying equates to giving less than your best, or in some cases, your natural talent without working hard for it. Um, and that can relate to a lot of athletes. I, I come from an athletic bathroom, ba back, bathroom, um, athletic background myself, and, and that's definitely the case in, in a lot of different uh, players in sports. Trying might mean afraid to fail. You're giving yourself permission to fail, which is the key there. You're giving yourself permission to fail. You may not think it at the time, but you're telling yourself, I'm going to try, but if I don't succeed, it's okay. It's an excuse to not work hard, which, again, can relate to athletics. This quote means do your best or don't do it at all, uh, which, which is a big moment for, for what Yoda is saying there and what he means. Um, if you want to be the best or the best you can be, then you need to give the maximum effort at all times. Trying in this moment is simply less than your best. The world and galaxy is full of challenges, and even though some, uh, some may seem impossible, they are there to make you stronger. Yoda gives Luke these words of wisdom to show him that he needs to stop trying and start doing, which is the overall meaning and, and um, just purpose uh, is the perfect word. Purpose of this quote, this moment, the, the, the sequence between Yoda and Luke on Dagobah and the Empire Strikes Back with the X-Wing and the Swamp. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the, the overall uh, in bullet point fashion, but I'm really going to start to break it down here. As I mentioned, I, I really went kind of all out uh, with with notes, and um, it's the best way for me to, to make sure that I'm touching on everything that I want to touch on, and uh, I'm excited about it. And again, if you guys, obviously this is this is on playback, and this isn't live or anything, and if you're listening, whether you're on uh, uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Google, any of those places, please, please comment. I would love to hear from you guys on this, because it is a, a very... Uh, not just popular quote, but it's something that um, does create discussion. It really does. It creates discussion between not just the Star Wars fan base, but fan bases in general and people in general. Um, it's funny. I was I did a Google search because I wanted to do my research, and I did a Google search on this quote as far as what people have been saying, and I saw quite a bit of whether it was tweets or comments of people just saying like, "Oh, it's such a BS quote. Like it, it's such a crappy meaning of of telling you to not like trying isn't good enough." and Everyone has their opinions. Everyone has their different opinions on what they mean of, or what they feel of this quote. But this is ultimately what I think this means and why I think it's important. And I would love to hear from you guys whether it's, it's uh, whether you agree or disagree. It, either way, I'm, it's okay. That's the great thing about this is that it's subjective and we are allowed to have discussions and conversations and debates about all of these things in Star Wars and film in general that we can do on a civil level. Unfortunately, Star Wars is the most non-civil part of it all, but that doesn't mean it can't happen here on this show. Uh, and so whether you're listening on audio, whether you are on YouTube watching, I would love to hear from you guys. Comment, uh, and I'll just do a little plug of subscribing and, and liking and all that good stuff uh, because it's you know a good time to do so. So, But yes, let's go ahead and dive into this. I'll take a sip before we get going here and about you know, 10, 15 minutes or so, we'll dive some more into this whiskey about, um, you know, the description of it and, and uh, the meaning, or not just the meaning, but the kind and all that type of stuff, so. 
that orange flavor. And you would think orange overpowers, but it really doesn't. Okay, so, it, and this is kind of broken down, um, you know, just seeing uh, that whole sequence of, of him trying to lift the X-Wing uh, out of the pond. And it starts right here. I, I wrote this down because I rewatched it, and I wanted to make sure I got all kinds of details as much as possible. Luke attempts to lift the X-Wing out of the water, but he fails and gives up. He says it's impossible. Wordlessly, Yoda rebuffs him by easily lifting the ship out of the water. Luke says, I don't believe it. That is why you fail, Yoda says. Now, obviously, this is a huge part of it. Okay, and for my further comments are going to break this down in detail as far as what I think and everything like that. And the impossibility part of it comes back up. And, and this is why you fail comes back up specifically even 30 years later in another movie that is very a hot topic in, in Star Wars. Um, but you can say that it's just an instant, an instant um, give up, an instant it's impossible. And that's when Yoda steps in and says, that is why you fail. Um, and so what's being said here, what's being shown? We're being shown that Luke making what appears to be a solid effort at lifting his own X-Wing, which he tried. He sat there, he tried, he stood up. He could have easily told Yoda, I'm not ready for this. This isn't something that, you know, that, that I can just do out of nowhere. And of course, that comes into play after he attempts it. But he could have he easily said that beforehand because this is the, really the first training he has ever gotten as a Jedi. So we're being shown... That Luke making what appears to be a solid effort at his own X-Wing, which is understandably a difficult feat for him. Clearly, he's beginning of his training. After all, we saw throughout the sequences on Dagobah and the lead up to that, that planet on the, in the Empire Strikes Back and even in the original Star Wars, how limited his skills were earlier in the movie. And like I said, even in the original Star Wars. So how can we or anyone expect him to lift an X-Wing with so little training? And in Star Wars, training, it, it comes to some quicker. Like, look at Rey, for example. It came to her in an instant. Uh, for someone like Luke, he really has to work for it, right? Someone like Obi-Wan, who had a lot of training. or And Anakin is another one where it just came to him easily. Um, and so it's just a theme in Star Wars. But for Luke, how can we expect it to come to him so easily, especially something as si the size of an X-Wing? And then Yoda does it right away, visibly putting... Uh, le far less effort for Luke um, and successfully doing it, which makes sense, right? Yoda has been a master for, uh, at this point, a thousand years, or I think it might have been 800 years. Um, and so he clearly has a lot of experience on Luke, and Luke is just starting, and it makes sense, right? But that doesn't mean he can't do it. So conclusion here, Luke failed. There's no question about that, but the question now comes to pass here. Why did Yoda tell him to lift the X-Wing himself why didn't Yoda recognize how limited his students' capabilities were? So, of course, at this point in time, we're watching this movie and we're thinking to ourselves, well, if Yoda thought Luke was going to fail and, and Luke didn't have that much training, then why would he even do that? That's the hidden value. That is part of the hidden value of this scene in this quote, right? The quote is kind of the, like the glue that holds all of this together, and this is the breakdown of it. The hidden value is... He did know. He recognized that Luke could lift that X-Wing out of the water. He knew that he could fail. The problem was, it was Luke who thought he couldn't. Luke didn't have the belief that he could. 
Luke didn't believe that it was even possible to lift an X-Wing out of water, no matter who you are, because one, he had never seen it before, and two, he is so fresh into the Force, into his training, understanding what it is. So the important lesson here, throwing it to real-world aspect, and it connects to our daily life today. It really does. It connects to... Uh, you know, it connects to 40 years ago when this movie came out. It connects more so ever than today. And, and I'll, I'll break off from the Star Wars for just a second and a little history with me. Um, I mentioned how I was an athlete. Uh, baseball played an, a ginormous part in my life. Uh, you can see the A's blanket right there behind me. A couple gloves right there on the desk. I'll throw this shoulder. I, I get mixed up on the, on the cameras all the time. Um, some gloves. You can see the A's blanket down there. Uh, baseball is and was... Uh, most of my life. It, it had been um, day in, day out, six, seven days a week sometimes. And I was playing, I was I was battling, I was, you know, getting hurt. I was going through the toll of baseball and I, I loved it. The grind was amazing. Um, once that journey ended of, of on the inside of the line, I was on the outside of the line as a coach. And I spent six, seven, eight years as a coach um, coaching high school kids and coaching kids younger than that, you know, 13, 14, maybe even as low as eight, nine. And so baseball has been an, a journey for me. It's, it's part of me. And so when I look at this, I have a different perspective because it really does have a huge meaning, not just to me as a person, but to me as a, as a coach as well. And as I sat there teaching these young kids, uh, as I once was, um, and so a lesson here, that can be taught from this, uh, or taken from this, excuse me, that can be taken from this. We need to learn to deal with failure. Failure is okay. And it should never be shoved into the corner, disregarded, um, told, that it's, told that it's not okay, as simply that, that can be put. It is okay to fail. And like I mentioned earlier, the 30 years thing coming back around, it was mentioned in The Last Jedi. Yoda and Luke had that scene once again on just a much more of a larger scale. Uh, two people who are two beings who are much more matured at this point. Yoda said, failure is the greatest teacher. It is the greatest lesson. And Luke didn't understand that at this time. He did not understand that. And that is why this quote is so beautiful. Do or do not, there is no try. Because trying is okay for failure. Trying says that you can fail. And that's that's the part that's not okay. So, let's get back to this a little bit though. So, that's a little real 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 aspect of it there, you know, kind of tying it back to to uh real life situations and, and things that we go through and just things that I can, I can easily mention, you know. Um I had mentioned the coaching coaching aspect of it and I don't know my my remote, my regular remote fell behind the bed there. Um and this one won't pull back the TV on, so that'll just be a black screen for the rest of the show. Um, but it just relating outside of outside of uh, of sports, right? Trying, and my camera keeps doing this focusing, focus thing. There we go. Um, if we go to school, right? Young kid, high school, whatever it may be, we fail a test. Now we're freaking out about our GPA. It leads us to our GPA. We might get in college. There. It is, and I understand the the school aspect of it. It's okay. The argument can be made on either side, but we have been told our entire lives, more so in the last twenty years than ever, 
that it is not okay to fail, that failing is a bad thing. And most of the time, I can understand that argument. But failing, and it's it's so funny, Yoda in The Last Jedi, failing is the greatest teacher. It tells you what you need to do to fix that. It tells you what you need to do to make sure you're on the right path. And, you know, Star Wars relates back to real life. And it's fun. It's awesome. And getting back to this scene, though, um, it just, yeah. So let's go ahead and move forward here a little bit. Um, as my computer kind of freezes on my notes, that's not good. There we go. All right. So um, I wrote down here, either we cannot fail or failure is inevitable. So we don't bother. And but what that what I mean by that is when we are told that failing is not okay, right? That whether it's, you know, unfortunately for some kids, it's by our parents, it's maybe by our teachers, our coaches, uh, just people in our community. When we are told that failing is not okay, that you should not fail, either we can't afford to fail because of our success in the future, or we understand the failure, so we don't even try because we know that at some point it's going to happen. Those are two really crappy outcomes if you ask me. And so failure, again, is the greatest teacher. And I will keep saying that over and over again. All right, let's go ahead and get back to this whiskey here. Again, Harmon's Hot Picks. Orange whiskey, Patio 29 Spirits Company. Um, whether you're in California or not, you know, across the country, across the world. I can get away from the light here. There we go. Um, I highly recommend checking out this whiskey, guys, finding it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can you can purchase it from their website. Um, it's really, 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 really well done. Uh, premium whiskey with natural orange flavoring. And on the back here, it says, Harmon's Hop Picks Orange Whiskey honors our enterprising family members that produce the fun and nostalgic Hot Picks flavor toothpicks. Uh, products from 1945 to 1995. Uh, Harmon's Hot Picks Orange Whiskey is made from a blend of premium whiskey, natural orange flavor, extract and pure cane sugar designed to remind you of those world famous flavored toothpicks these are notes of fresh citrus peel mingled with toasted vanilla and light caramel drink it neat or on ice or drink it mixed in cocktails um now that they now that i did read the back which is the first time i have read that i don't taste the caramel i definitely taste the vanilla and it gives it a great uh it's a great combination of flavors it really is and it has a really nice color to it um the toothpick thing the toothpick thing is really cool with the history and I, I can never turn down something that's local. Uh, I'm I'm a definitely a beer taster. I love tasting beer, and uh, luckily I live in a uh, area that has an incredible amount of breweries at my uh, disposal, and so I'm very very lucky. Um, but I, I highly recommend checking this out if you guys uh, have the opportunity to go to their website again. Patio Twenty Nine Spirits Company. Um, you guys can Google them. I have gone to their website, and they are on there. So. Let's go ahead and go get back to this uh, this quote here for a second, though. Um, as I mentioned earlier, all of this is what I'm saying. All these notes, all these uh, these quotes, the, these thoughts that I wrote down, they're all relating back to do or do not, there is no try. So uh, just stay with me. It'll all come back around, I promise. Uh, I'm sure most of you are sitting there understanding what I'm saying, but if you're not, it's all having to do with Yoda's famous quote, do or do not, there is no try. So... Um, again, as I'm writing down, kind of just jotting down my, my things that are in my head, um, I had mentioned how we can't afford to fail or failure is inevitable. Neither mindset is really a healthy aspect for anybody, whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult. 
Uh, it's not something that you should go through life thinking about or having to sit in the back of your head. Um, the former mindset, which is can't afford to fail, uh, imposes unneeded pressure on you to succeed. Uh, and nobody wants to go through life with, with unnecessary pressure. They don't want to go through life with weight on your shoulders that isn't that doesn't just need to be there. Um, that's, that's not fair to anybody, no matter who you are. And the latter stagnates you and keeps you from growing, which is massive, right? If you have this mindset that no matter what you do, you're only going to hit a certain level, a, a plateau as they call it. You're only going to reach your ceiling that's only so high. Most of the time, you won't do it. You're, you're just going to give up on it because you know what the outcome is going to be. And that's not fair to anybody. And that's what happened to Luke in that moment. That's exactly what happened to Luke in that moment, right? He, he thought he knew the outcome. He thought he understood the outcome. And so he gave up after one try. He, he said he tried, but he thought the ceiling was impossible. So he, he stopped trying. And Yoda proved him wrong. And Yoda proved him wrong. And Yoda showed him that the impossible is possible. We can try without doing, but we can't do without trying. Very powerful right there. And of course, when we talk about the dictionary definition of, of trying, um, it's, not, it's not right. For, in my mindset anyway, in my opinion, it's not the correct definition of trying or try. And that is to make an attempt to put effort into action. To make an attempt. That doesn't sound right, right? Making an attempt means that you can fail, that you're giving yourself the okay to fail. And that is not okay. And some people, look, attempting, if you're going to keep trying, or if you're going to do, like I'm trying to make my point here, you're going to do instead of not doing, or you're going to do instead of not trying, or just trying in general, that is okay. Attempting and doing is okay. Because guess what? If you're doing and you're giving your full effort, and that is okay. You are attempting the right way. You are on the right side of attempt. But when they combo to make an attempt to put effort into action, you need your maximum effort. If you want to get where you want to go, I'm, I'm so happy I said that right, because that, that's kind of a tongue twister there. That, truthfully, if you want to get, if you want to, if you want to, now I messed myself up. If you want to get where you want to go, you need your maximum effort. You need to do. You need to stop trying and you need to do. And that means not just successfully doing, but you need to do with everything you have. That, that, that's with uh, sports. That's with schoolwork. That's with your job. That's with podcasting for me. That's with walking my dog. I mean, you need to do and not try. Do, which is our, our two very big definitions. And unfortunately for Luke, he tried, he didn't do. And Yoda was trying to teach him that. And that is why Yoda is one of the greatest teachers that will ever come across Star Wars. No matter what you say about him and how blind he was in the prequels, that is exactly why he will always be considered one of the greatest teachers. And why this quote will also be one of the greatest teachers to ever come out of Star Wars. All right, next on my list here, as I mentioned, guys, up top, um, I don't know how long the show will go today. Probably won't go the hour. Uh, you know, I, I can spend a quite a bit of time talking about this quote and the sequence and the scene, um, but I don't know if I can go an hour. Uh, so we'll see how long 
um, I'm able to get on this. But the uh, the next thing I wrote down, I wrote down here, and it's kind of what I've been talking about for the last little bit here. There's a cultural linguistic notion in using try that shows the speaker is somewhat unsure of the outcome of their actions. It's exactly what I just talked about with Luke, right? Try means I'm going to try, but I don't know what's going to happen. It should be I'm going to do and I'm going to do it, right? Of course, you may be confident. You may be cocky about it. You may say to yourself, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to succeed at this, and you might fail. But guess what? You put through your best, your best effort. You put your best foot forward in that moment, and that is okay. And that's exactly what Luke didn't do, but Yoda was trying to show him. That's exactly what Yoda was trying to show him in that moment with this quote. And by, you know, lifting the X-Wing out of the water and showing him that impossible is possible. All right. Next thing I have on my list here. A more forgotten quote of Yoda is one that is connected, and it's very, very important. You must unlearn what you've learned. This is said directly afterwards, guys. Now, um, the famous line is, do or do not, there is no try. Right? It's a single sentence. Uh, it can be considered too in some people's minds. Um, but the following moments, you must unlearn what you have learned. And this is very, very important. Important, Excuse me. Basically, it means you must leave, and I wrote this down, one's preconceptions at the door and start over from the beginning. So, especially when you, thought, when you talk about the Force, right? But this is the perfect example. Han Solo. In the original movie, you know, he, we're sitting on the Falcon, Ben's, uh, Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan, and Luke are sitting there. They're talking about the Force. And Han, Han Solo essentially says, you believe in that? Like, that stuff's not real. I don't believe in that. And I, I'm, I know that it's a famous line, but I'm forgetting it off the top of my head here for a second. But he says, that stuff, it's not real. Like, it's not real. You go, you fast forward 30 plus years later to The Force Awakens, and he is telling the story to Rey and Finn on the Falcon about the Force, how it is real, how the Jedi did live, right? How they did go through all of these things. He unlearned what he learned. And it's a little bit of a different sequence for him because he saw it physically happen. He didn't have the power himself, but he physically saw it happen. For Luke, he had been told all of these things, right? He saw Ben and Vader fight on the Death Star. He had been doing these, these training sequences with the training droid on the Falcon. He kind of had these preconceptions to the Force and what it meant via uh, what he had seen personally and stories of old, stories of legend. To be able to lift that X-Wing out of the swamp, to be able to believe in what he was doing, to be able to do and not try... One of the things he needed to do was leave everything that he had believed in or understood or heard or learned behind him. And in this case, as I put it, you need to leave it at the door. When you enter somewhere new, where you enter a, a, an unknown area as the storm is brewing outside. I live in California. Uh, sorry to kind of um, take a segue here, but... Uh, it's in the middle of May and it's storming right now. It's wet. It's cold. 
Um, and as I mentioned, the thunder is is uh, rolling right now. So, um, but back to what I was saying, you need to be able to forget everything you have learned before and take on something new. And I, I, I always relate this back to sports because it's the easiest for me. I mentioned that I spent uh, mo- my entire life, really. I mean, it never really stops for me. I'm not coaching at the time, but it'll always come back. As a coach, you know, every coach has a different perspective on whether it's fielding, hitting, um, you know, being a teammate, whatever it is. And not every player plays for the same exact coach their entire lives. You need to be able to leave behind what you have learned, but also kind of relate it to what you are currently learning. So it's a little bit different situation because you don't want to forget what you've learned, obviously, but you need to be a sponge for what you are going to learn and what someone else is telling you. And in this, in this moment for Luke, that's Yoda. Yoda is trying to tell him something he has never heard of before, but because of what he has seen, what he has heard, what he has learned already, he wasn't able to do it. That's part of the problem. And do or do not, there is no try is the glue to it all. <laughs> Man. Mm. All right. So we talked about preconception here. So keep keeping with that a little bit, this is what I wrote down. Luke's problem was that he had a very basic preconception regarding his X-Wing. It was bigger, right? He had just picked up the rocks. Um, he had forced, forced pulled the rocks up as he had Yoda on top of him. It was much there it was much bigger than the rocks, right? It's a ship. It's something that holds him. That makes that lets him travel throughout the galaxy. It's a huge piece of machinery. Luke also had the preconception that he was lacking in the power needed to lift it. Ergo, like he had said, it was literally impossible for him to lift. He was young, right? He was learning. But he didn't understand that he didn't. Well, first of all, he didn't understand the force. He didn't understand it, and that's clear. That's fine. But when you have this mindset going into something, that's what the outcome is going to be. Now he didn't know the outcome at that time. Like he had said, it was impossible. He tried. He didn't do. He tried. I, you know, again, I'm going back to sports, but in, in baseball, for me, if you're thinking something. If you have something in your head, whether you're at bat and he's like, oh, this guy's going to strike me out, you're going to strike out. It's going to happen. It's, that's just how it works. That's, that is just, and that's why it's so great. And same thing with the force. If you think something, more than likely, that is what's going to happen. And in this moment of time, Luke had already put his mindset forward, and he said, this is too big. How can I lift this X-Wing? It's sunken in water right now. So Yoda's lesson in this moment was Luke for Luke to forget the physical differences between the rock and the X-Wing. He wanted to show him that it doesn't matter whether it's a pebble, whether it's a droid, a ship, that you can do anything if you put your best foot forward, if you believe in what you're doing, and you do and not try. If you don't believe in failure. Luke, to forget the physical differences between the rock and the X-Wing and to see them as simply objects that one can lift with the force. Again, relating back to not 
worrying or thinking about how big and what the size difference is between the two. So, when Yoda responded to Luke, that is why you fail, when he expressed, you know, a little bit of, you know, disgruntled uh, response to Yoda after doing so. This is what he was really saying and communicating to Luke. You limit yourself with your preconceptions. This is in our world speak, without Yoda speaking backwards. You limit yourself to preconceptions. You think you know the limits of your abilities. So when something seems beyond them, you think you fail. This then makes failure inevitable. We talked about inevitability earlier with failure. Failure. If you're already thinking that, if that is already in your head, it's bye-bye. Gone. See you later. And that is what happened to Luke here. He already had that mindset. His mind was made up. No matter if he tried, no matter if he you know, saw someone else do it, he already believed to himself that it wasn't going to happen, which led to failure. So, I've touched on a lot of meanings here as far as this quote. You know, um, a lot of different underlying values of this quote. But there's a really, really good new layer to this. Um, specifically the back end of the quote. Uh, there is no try, uh, which is kind of what we're talking about here about trying and doing and and um, failure. There really isn't a try. It's all about you using all of your skills and abilities to overcome obstacles and achieve objectives. You put in the work and you either succeed or you don't. And if you don't, we talked about this, and if you don't, you figure out why and how you can avoid making the same mistakes again. Trying doesn't give you that option because you aren't putting your maximum effort forward. It's, I keep thinking of Deadpool because of the, the soundtrack song, Maximum Effort. You're not putting your best foot forward. You're not giving the, the max effort. You're not you know, doing the best that you can in this moment. But if you do have the skills, then you either do it or you don't. It's either do or do not, in the words of Yoda. There is no try. But if you do have the skills, then you either do it or you don't. But never ever doubt or second guess that yourself, because that will guarantee your failure. This is exactly what Yoda was teaching Luke in this moment. He wasn't teaching him the power of lifting an object out of the pond. His goal was not to show Luke that he can lift a ship in midair. His goal wasn't to show Luke that he has this power within him to face uh, a major player like a Vader or someone else down the line. That wasn't his goal. And it all comes full circle thanks to Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. Failure is the greatest teacher, but you cannot fail by trying. You have to do or do not. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And as I mentioned throughout the show, guys, it relates to everything. Um, I do a lot with sports. Uh, it's, the easy, it's not just the easiest, but uh, to me, uh, for me, it's the most relatable because sports has, has 
out of everything played the most uh has has most impact in my life plain and simple um spent a lot of time on on that field and this quote plays into that it really does and it could play into schoolwork like i mentioned about you know uh, failing a test or or doing a homework um it can be about your job about doing a task at work um it can be a, even as as <laughs> something as simple as doing yard work in the backyard or or re-landscaping a backyard. No, if you think that you can't do it, you're not going to be able to do it. It's about doing or you don't doing. Not trying. Because trying allows failure. Trying leaves that door open, a crack of failure. So whether or not you're a fan of, of Yoda after his uh, appearances in the prequels, whether or not you're a massive, um, almost obsessive fan over the, the Empire Strikes Back like I am, um, anybody can use this quote to their advantage. Anybody can take this quote and understand what it truly means and implement it in their everyday life. And I think that's very important. I think it's a really cool uh, underlying value moment in these movies that present so many different things to us. You know, there's a lot of themes in Star Wars. There's a lot of themes in Star Wars, whether it's the family aspect or, um, you know, from the sequel, sequel trilogy, uh, letting the past die, moving on. But something that happens, a small, quick moment in The Empire Strikes Back from the smallest character in the entire franchise about doing or not doing, but not trying. There is no try. You can't try. Because trying can lead to failure. You either do or you don't. Plain and simple. So yeah, I, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, you know, got deep in there some some moments. Got got a little deep on some uh, conversations there. Uh, but I think it was a a really meaningful episode to me because, as I had mentioned up top, um, The Empire Strikes Back is my all time favorite film. Not just Star Wars, all time. Uh, I really, I don't, I can't explain why I can explain on a review level on a movie review level as to why. Um, but there are a lot of themes and meanings and moments in this film that, um, that just mean a lot. They impact me like a lot of films don't. And that's why, uh, it's so special to me. And this is, this is why this quote is so special to me. Um, there's a lot of great moments in Star Wars and a lot of great quotes in Star Wars, but there will never be one that tops do or do not. There is no try. Uh, and as I've mentioned multiple times on this episode alone, uh, I come from a very athletic background and it plays into that heavily. And it's something that was always, that could always be tied back to. And um, I hope it, uh, I hope it works for you guys as well, whether whether you're 12, whether you're, you know, 20 or whether you're 45, um, this is something that can definitely play into your daily life and can be implemented and, you know, can live by and doing, not doing, but there is no try. There is no try. Always do or do not. So uh, I hope that has worked out for you guys. Um, again, as I finish off my whiskey here, a little bit of water down. Harmon's Hot Picks Orange Whiskey, Patio 29 Spirits Company. Um, 
You can see the bottle right there on the uh, left-hand side of the screen. I will hold this one up one more time. There's the full bottle. Very simple bottle. Uh, cool little background on these guys as far as the toothpick goes um, from, uh, from the 40s to the 90s. And it's local. And I always got to support my local, my local companies, whether it's beer or whiskey. And uh, I was very, very, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to know that there was a company like this in my area. And so I give a shout out to my sister and her boyfriend um, for introducing me to that. And so again, guys, uh, check them out. Patio 29 Spirits Company. Um, I highly recommend it. Again, they have five different flavors if you're interested in those. Um, and if you do check them out, if you are, are willing to try it, Send me a message, send me a, a comment, let me know how you think of it on any of the episodes as well. If, if this is the one episode you checked out and you check out any of the whiskeys that I'm trying or introducing, please let me know what you think of them. This is this is why I'm doing this. Is it just about Star Wars? Uh, you know, we have a lot of Star Wars talk here and, uh, and that's okay, uh, you know, because Star Wars means a lot and maybe we eventually move on to not just Star Wars, but half of this is whiskey. It's introducing and highlighting certain bottles and companies and flavors and types um and so i'm excited to hopefully hear from you guys on whether or not you tried it whether or not you like it uh if you have had it before um and again whether whether you're in california whether you're on the east coast whether you're in europe um most of these bottles will be accessible to you and i would love for you guys to reach out and let me know what you think um because it's uh it's a, it's a good passion of mine it's becoming even stronger after doing these podcasts so uh, again, uh, guys, I can't thank you guys enough for joining me. It's as I mentioned up top, this has been a real treat for me. I, I've had a blast doing this. I look forward to it every Monday. I shoot these on Mondays. Um, they come out on Whiskey Wednesdays, and I, I've enjoyed. I've looked forward to doing these um, after work on Mondays. You know, cracking open a bottle and, and sitting down and talking Star Wars with you guys and trying some whiskeys and highlighting. Um, so again, Harmon's Hot Picks Orange Whiskey Patio Twenty Nine Spirits Company. Um, very, very strong, uh, uh, great whiskey that uh, I think a lot of a lot of you guys would enjoy. So, uh, but that is it for this episode of the Whiskey Jedi Podcast. Um, I'm your host Jake Berlin. As always, you guys can follow me right there below at Qui Gon Jake. That is everywhere. Um, that is my brand name. Um, you guys can follow the show not just on YouTube where the video lives as Kylo shifts gears and gets a little more comfortable back there. Um, but uh, yeah, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, comment, like, share. I would love that. You know, uh, the way analytics work on YouTube and audio, the more likes that videos and audio episodes get, the higher up the charts they go, which are very, very important. It allows me to get seen more. And that goes for audio as well, as I mentioned. So Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast, it'll be there. It lives there. And so if you guys give me a, a couple stars, if you rate it and comment, um, Leave some thoughts down there. I would love that, and I would appreciate that, uh, and that would mean a lot to me. So, again, thank you guys for joining me on this week's episode of the Whiskey Jedi Podcast, touching on do or do not, there is no try, uh, and the underlying meaning of that quote from Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. We are celebrating The Empire Strikes Back, um, the most beautiful film ever made, in my opinion, my number one movie of all time. So, again, uh, this is the Whiskey Jedi Podcast. I am Jake Berlin. That is Kylo. Uh, you guys can find this episode every week on Wednesdays. Thank you for joining me. I will see you guys next week. And may the force be with you.